فضیلت الشیخ ابو زید زمیر حفیظہ اللہ فضیلت الشیخ ابو زید زمیر حفیظہ اللہ he needs no introduction every one of us know him very well yet I would like to introduce him to you as there shouldn't be any barrier of strangeness so فضیلت الشیخ ابو زید زمیر حفیظہ اللہ is a graduate of a higher diploma in computer applications and he has ijaza on kutubu sitta ijaza means permission to narrate the hadith from the sixth book of hadith and he has a tazkiyah by Shaykh Wasulullah Abbas and Shaykh Anisul Rahman Habibahumullah and Shaykh Abu Zayd Zameer Habibahullah he is a visiting faculty of Asper College of Excellence Bangalore I would like to say a word about him that he is an inspiration to those who are acquired conventional education are still studying in colleges or schools to learn and study the deen and to be religious person and to convey the message of Islam throughout the world. So he is a great example for us. I would like to call Fadilatul Shaykh Abu Zayd Zamir Habibahullah to deliver his speech on the topic message of peace. Fadilatul Shaykh Abu Zayd Zamir Habibahullah. ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله أما بعد فإن خير الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وسلم والشر الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار قال الله تبارك وتعالى وإلهكم إله واحد لا إله إلا هو الرحمن الرحيم قال العلماء الكرام scholars my dear brothers and sisters honestly speaking I am not an English speaker and as far as I know and I can remember, this is the first event in which I am face to face speaking to people in English. So you may find me groping for words, struggling to speak, trying to say something and not being able to see, say. And I can, I can expect that you will bear with me throughout this one hour which is given to me. We are living in an era of information technology and man was never so sophisticated and able to convey messages, information from one place to another throughout the globe. And human beings as we see today were never so terribly in fear of danger of terrorism. The more advancement in the technology is there, the more pain and problems human beings are facing. And worst of all, this information technology is being used to convey and defame 
the name and message of Islam. As far as we have studied Islam and all the ulama who have been conveying the message of Islam throughout history, including Muhammad Rasulullah beginning with him, Islam is the religion of peace, not only in teachings but in practice. And there are many textual evidences from the Quran and the Sunnah and the practice of the Prophet which prove that Islam teaches peace, harmony and mercy towards all human beings, non-Muslims included, even the enemies, even the enemies of Islam, even the animals. So, in a very short time, we can consider some verses, some ayat from the Quran and some ahadith from Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa which will help us understand the true message of Islam and prove the point that Islam is not a religion that promotes terrorism or extremism or hurting other people in the name of religion. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَإِلَاهُكُمْ إِلَاهُ وَاحِدٌ Your God is truly one God. La ilaha illa huwa rahmanur rahim There is no one worthy of worship besides him He is the most gracious, beneficent and the most merciful In this ayah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that Allah is the most beneficent the most gracious and the most merciful If you see the Quran if you read the Quran Almost all the surahs of the Quran begin with a verse, begin with the ayah, Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Only Surah Tawbah does not begin with Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim, which ulama considered to be the continuation of the previous surah, Surah Al Anfal. In every surah, every surah begins with the words, In the name of Allah, the most gracious, the most beneficent, the most merciful. Allah has given this, this, this beginning for every surah to remind human beings who read the Quran that the one who has sent this book to them is not one who hates his creation but he is merciful to his creation and he is a Rahman showing mercy to all the creation and he is the merciful one who does the acts of mercy to his creation. Not only he is merciful himself, but he does the acts of mercy to human beings, to animals, to all the creation. So the first thing to remember is that Islam propagates or Islam gives the message of peace showing that Allah, the creator of human beings, who do, we do worship, is the God that is merciful. He is not a God of war like we find in some books. He is not a jealous God. He is not a God of terror. In every surah, the surah begins with Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. About the Prophet Muhammad Rasulullah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَمَا أَرْسَلْنَاكَ إِلَّا رَحْمَةً لِلْعَالَمِينَ he is addressing Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam 
اینڈ ہی سیز وما ارسلنا کا الا رحمت للعالمین او محمد او پروفٹ وی ہیو سینٹ یو ٹو دا پیپل ٹو دا نیشنز ایز ا مرسی اینڈ نتھنگ ایلس محمد رسول اللہ صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم واز سینٹ ایز ا مرسی ٹو ہیومن بینگز رسول اللہ صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم ہمسلف سیڈ انما انا رحمت مهدات I am sent to you as a gift, as, as a mercy, and I am gifted to you as a mercy. So the Prophet ﷺ says, indeed I am a mercy given to you as a gift. In a person, as personally a human being, Muhammad Rasulullah ﷺ sent as a messenger, as a prophet. He taught how to be merciful to the creation, human beings and animals alike. And in, throughout his life, with his own people, the believers and even the non-believers, he was merciful. He practiced mercy himself and he taught all the Sahaba, all the believers to be merciful. So this is the message of Islam that we believe in a God who is merciful and we believe in the messenger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who is sent to us as a mercy. Let's move ahead. The book that is given to us is the book Quran, the Quran and it is the book of God. It is a book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, not some book written by Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. It was conveyed to us by Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, but the book is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah ta'ala says, Ya ayyuhal nasu, qad jaaatkum maw'idatu min rabbikum, wa shifa'un lima fi sudur. وَهُدًا وَرَحْمَةٌ لِلْمُؤْمِنِينَ O people, Ya ayyuhal nas, قَدْ جَاءَتْكُمْ مَوْعِدَةٌ مِنْ رَبِّكُمْ Indeed, there has come to you an admonition, an instruction from your Lord, from your Rabb. وَشِفَاءٌ لِمَا فِي الصُّدُورِ And a cure for the diseases of hearts. وَهُدًا وَرَحْمَةٌ لِلْمُؤْمِنِينَ وَهُدًا وَرَحْمَةٌ لِلْمُؤْمِنِينَ And this book is given to you as a guidance هُدًا وَرَحْمَةٌ لِلْمُؤْمِنِينَ and a mercy for those who believe. The person who believes in the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala this book is a mercy for him and believing is open for everyone. It is not a right of the Arabs only to believe in the Quran and Islam to be a Muslim. It is the right of every human being. Every human being can be a Muslim. So this book is basically a book of mercy. And it is sent for all mankind. Anyone can accept the truth this, this, which is conveyed to us from, through this book by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam commanded all Muslims to be merciful. Our Allah is merciful. The Prophet ﷺ is sent as a mercy. The book, the Qur'an which we believe in and practice in our daily lives is a book of mercy. Rasulullah ﷺ told Muslims to be merciful to all, not to selective people, their own band or their own uh, believers and some people choose chosen, chosen people. Allah, Rasulullah ﷺ said, الراحمون يرحمهم الرحمن The merciful ones الراحمون 
Rahman, the most merciful, the most beneficent, the most gracious, will be merciful to them. You, all of you, believers, Muslims, you be merciful to those who are on earth. He who is above the heavens will be merciful to you. So now this hadith shows us, this hadith is in Musnad Ahmad, Abu Dawood, Tirmidhi and Hakim. And this is uh, a Sahih hadith. Prophet is saying that if you want mercy from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to gain or get, get the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to benefit from the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, what will you have to do? You will have to be merciful to others. Who? Only Muslims? No. Everyone and everything on this earth, animals included. Be merciful to all who are on earth, the one who is above the heavens, above the seven skies, seven heavens, he will be merciful to you. So in this hadith, Prophet ﷺ told us, advised us, taught us to be merciful to all regardless of communities, religions and creation. Men, women, children and even the animals, even the non-believers. You be merciful to all on earth. So Islam is the religion of peace and mercy. It is not a religion of terrorism, extremism, killing innocents and all these things which are being conveyed to masses through media. We don't blame media, the whole of the media. But we say there are people who are distorting the message of Islam and giving the wrong message to people and conveying them the message which is not Islam. They are trying to say that Islam promotes terrorism. It promotes killing of innocents. Islam is not this. Some Muslims, if they do something wrong, or some people of any community, if they do something wrong, the whole community is not responsible for that. The whole community is not responsible for that. For example, if one person, one youngster, does something devilish, evil, in the society, his family should not be blamed nor punished for that. So if some Muslim does some acts of violence, Islam is not responsible for his actions, nor other Muslims which are the huge majority who are not supporting terrorism. How can some people who are not following Islam in the true sense, in proper teachings of the Prophet how can they be representing Islam? Who is making them representatives of Islam? Media. They are not representatives of Islam. In fact, the ulama and the ad, those who are giving the right message of Islam, these are the people we should look up to. So, the message of Islam is the message of peace and mercy. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has commanded us in many relationships that these relationships should be based upon mercy. Like for example, the first relation of a human being is with the parents, father and mother. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَاَخْفِضَ لَهُمَا جَنَاحَ الدُّلِّ مِنَ الرَّحْمَةِ 
وقل رب الحمدما كما ربياني صغيرا and know to them the wing of humility out of mercy your parents your father and your mother lower to them the wings of mercy in humility humbleness and pray to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say oh lord wa qur rabbi arhamhuma oh my rabb oh my lord be merciful merciful to them have mercy upon them kama rabbayani saghira as they have brought me up well with mercy because mother and father they are merciful to the child so the person in later times of his life when the parents have become old he is asking allah to be merciful to them and allah is commanding him that you should ask me for their mercy you should ask me that i be merciful to them and you yourself should show mercy to them so every muslim every person is commanded by allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to be merciful to his parents husband and wife allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says wa min ayatihi an khalaqa lakum min anfusikum azwajan litaskunu ilayha wa ja'ala baynakum mawaddatan wa rahmah inna fi dhalika laayatin liqaumin yatafakkarun and amongst the many signs of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala are is the sign that he created you and khalaqa lakum min anfusikum min anfusikum azwajan that he created spouses partners wife not partner not in the sense which is used today in the west your wives and the husbands wa min ayatihi an khalaqa lakum min anfusikum azwajan amongst the signs is that he has created your spouses your wives from you from your your uh, species human man for man woman humans for humans not jinn or malaika so he has created human beings as husband and wives litaskunu ilayha so that you be you you find tranquility with them you be in tranquility with them wajala bainakum mawaddatan wa rahmah and he placed between you affection and mercy love and mercy mawaddah love and affection and rahmah mercy in fi dhalika la ayati liqaumin yatafakkarun indeed there are signs for those who contemplate who ponder upon who think reflect so in this ayah allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that the relationship between a husband and a wife is the relationship of affection and mercy a husband should be merciful to his wife a wife should be merciful and loving and affectionate to his to her husband so this is the relationship between husband and wife let us see how we should behave with the children jabir ibn abdullah radiyallahu anhu says qala rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam man kana lahu thalath banat yu'wihun wa yakfihun wa yarhamhun faqad wajabat lahu al-jannatu al-badh wa qala rajulun min ba'd al-qawm wa thintayn wa thnatayn ya rasulullah qala wa thnatayn prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam said anyone who has three daughters and he gives them shelter provides them with food and what they need and sufficiently and he shows mercy to them 
he will definitely, definitely enter Jannah, the garden of paradise. A person amongst the Sahaba, he asked, and what about two, O Rasulullah If a person has two daughters, because it is not our choice to have, I will have three or two daughters. Today it has become a choice, I don't want any daughter. So, people are aborting. But in Islam, Islam teaches Muslims to be kind, affectionate, loving and merciful to daughters. Providing them with all the things they require. Giving them shelter. Not throwing them out of their homes in some orphanages and some other places. So if he shows mercy to them, Allah will give him a place in Jannah. The person asks, if, I have, if somebody has two daughters, then what about him? Is the same bishara for him? Glad tidings for him? He said, yes, if he has two daughters, yes, for him also. So for children, the commandment from Rasulullah is that a person should be protective and merciful to daughters, to his children. This hadith is narrated by Imam al-Bukhari in Al-Adab al-Mufrad. Being merciful to orphans, not my children, because if they are orphans, how would I be existing? Orphans. Children who have no parents. Islam shows mercy to them, them, them also. And Abi Darda radiallahu anhu qal, Atta al-Nabiya sallallahu alayhi wa sallam a rajulun yashku qaswata qalbihi. A person came to Rasulullah complaining, saying that my heart has become hard, complaining the hardness of his heart. Do you like that your heart be made soft? And your purpose be achieved, your goal be achieved, whatever you want. Do you want that? Do you want your heart to be softened? He said, Irham al yateen, wamsah raksahu, wa atimhu min ta'adik, yalin kalbuka wa tudrik hadak. The first commandment, he said, Irham al yateen, be merciful to the author. Wamsah raksahu, Put your hand upon his head. وَأَطْعِمْهُ مِنْ And feed him from what you eat. يَلِنْ You will find that your heart has become soft. And وَتُدْرِكْ حَاجَتَكْ Whatever you are seeking, whatever you are seeking, you have got that. So in this hadith which is narrated by Imam Al-Tabarani, this hadith shows that Prophet ﷺ taught us to be merciful to orphans, children who have no parents. Merciful to all the believers, those who are not our relatives, not neighbors, everyone who believes. Rasulullah says, مَثَلُ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ فِي تَوَادِّهِمْ وَتَرَاحُمِهِمْ وَتَعَاتُفِهِمْ مَثَلُ الْجَسَدِ إِذَا اتَّكَى بِنْهُ عُضُونَ تَدَاعَ لَهُ سَائِرُ الْجَسَدِ بِالسَّعْرِ وَالْحُمَّةِ Imam Muslim narrates this hadith. He says, the similitude, the example, of the believers in regard to mutual love 
فِتَوَادِهِمْ وَتَرَاعُوهِمْ Mutual mercy to one another and وَتَعَاطُفِهِمْ The friendliness, the fellow friendship, fellow feeling with each other. مَثَلُ jasad It's like that they are one body. They are one body. إِذَا اشْتَكَ مِنْ عُوْضٌ تَدَعَدَهُ سَائِرُ الْجَسَدِ If one of the limbs, one of the parts of the body aches, the whole body aches because of sleeplessness and fever. The Prophet ﷺ is teaching us that one Muslim should be merciful to all and he should feel the pain of every other Muslim. If some other Muslim is in pain, in affliction, in torment, he is suffering from illness or some, some other problem, the other Muslim should feel that pain and try to make him get rid of this problem. So the Muslim community, Islam teaches that the Muslim community should be merciful to each other. What about non-Muslims? Does Islam restrict Muslims to be merciful to Muslims alone and not to non-Muslims? Let us see what the Prophet says. An Abi Huayrat radiallahu anhu qal Qila ya Rasulallahi Udu ala al-mushrikeen People, the Sahaba who were tortured by non-Muslims and a long continuous number of battles occurred between Muslims and non-Muslims. The believer said, قِيلَ يَا رَسُولَ اللَّهِ قُدُ عَلَى الْمُشْرِكِينَ O Prophet, O Messenger of Allah, do dua against the non-believers, the mushrikeen, the idol worshippers. Call Allah against them, that He should torment them, He should destroy them. Call Allah against the non-believers, the, the disbelievers, the idol worshippers. Rasulullah said, إِنِّي لَمْ أُبْعَدْ لَعَانًا وَإِنَّمَا بُعِدْتُ رَحْمًا إِنِّي لَمْ أُبْعَدْ لَعَانًا I am not sent to people as a cursor but إِنَّمَا بُعِدْتُ رَحْمًا I am sent to people as mercy as a mercy as a source of mercy one who should show mercy to others people are asking they are hurting us they are fighting with us, they are punishing us for something which is not wrong. So call Allah against them, that Allah destroys them. Rasulullah said, no, I am not sent to people, to humanity as one who does la'na against people, who does, who curses people. But I am sent to people, humanity, I am sent to creation as rahmah, as a mercy. This hadith is narrated by Imam Muslim in his Sahih. Islam teaches us to be merciful to animals, even the animals. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa said, بَيْنَمَا كَلْبٌ يُطِيفُ بِرَكِيَّةٍ قَدْ كَادَ يَقْتُلُهُ الْعَطَشِ إِذْ رَأَتْهُ بَغِيٌّ مِنْ بَغَايَ بَنِي إِسْرَائِيلٍ فَنَزَعَتْ مُقَاهَا فَاسْتَقَتْ لَهُ بِهِ فَاسْتَقَتْهُ إِيَّاهِ فَغُفِرَ لَهَا بِهِ Imam al-Bukhari and Muslim both have narrated this hadith. The Prophet says, There was a dog moving around a well. 
and whom thirst was like he would have been killed if no water whom would have been whom thirst would have killed he was about to die out of thirst then suddenly a prostitute a fahisha baghiyum min baghaya bani israil a prostitute woman from the prostitutes of bani israil happened to see it and she drew water in her shoe in her muh or in her uh, in some riwayat about a man also it is like hukain in her hook a sock which is made up of leather so in in her shoe he, she brought the water in her shoe and made the dog drink from that water and allah subhanahu wa ta'ala pardoned her forgive forgave her just because of this small deed and she was entered into jannah fasaqatu iyahu wa ghufila lahabihi she made the dog drink that water and allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgave that woman and he pardoned that woman even though she was a sinner so showing mercy to animals can make a person worthy of entering jannah showing mercy to animals can make a person worthy of being entered to into jannah so this is islam and rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam shows that mercy should be for everyone not restricted to own some people my friend my brother my family rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam says walladhi nafsi biyadi la yadahu allah rahmatahu illa ala rahim by allah in whose hand there is my life is walladhi nafsi biyadi la yadahu allah rahmatahu illa ala rahim allah will not bestow his mercy upon people who are not merciful to others he will give he will put his mercy upon people who are merciful qalu ya rasulullah kulluna yarham people said oh prophet of allah every one of us is merciful to someone every one of us is merciful to one or the other qala laysa bi rahmati ahadikum sahibah no it is not mercy that you should be merciful to own people your own yurhamu nasu kafatan mercy should be shown to all you should be merciful not to not only to your own people but you should be merciful to all friends and enemies alike so this is the teaching of islam this riwayah is narrated by hanad in his book az-zuhd and imam at-tabarani in makarib al-akhlaq and authenticated in as-sahihah by sheikh al-albani so these are the teachings of islam let us come to uh, the part where non muslims complain about islam what about so many wars what about this and that let us see what islam teaches about all this spreading mischief in land being cruel to others killing them is is al qaeda and this and that many organizations which are torturous and famous for killing human beings and not showing mercy to humanity and doing all this in the name of islam what does islam say about behaving and 
acting in the name of Islam. What does Islam say about how we should treat non-Muslims? What does Islam teach about peace? We have seen it about mercy. What about peace? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَلَا تَبْضِلْ فَسَادَ فِي الْأَرْضِ إِنَّ اللَّهَ لَا يُحِبُّ الْمُقْسِدِينَ Do not desire mischief in land. Do not desire mischief on earth. إِنَّهُ لَا إِنَّ اللَّهَ لَا يُحِبُّ الْمُقْسِدِينَ Allah does not like those who spread mischief in land. Who spread corruption in land. Mischief can be spiritual, Mischief can be social, mischief can be in any sense. Allah does not like mischief. And He does not love those who spread fasad, mischief on earth. So Islam does not promote people to make mischief on earth in any sense, in any way. Physical, social, psychological or any sense, spiritual. Islam is against mischief in the land. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa in his hajj, the first and the last hajj, hajjatul wada'ah, Fadala ibn Ubayd says, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa said in his last hajj, Qala Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam fi hajjatul wada'ah, Ala ukhbirukum bil mu'min, should I not inform you who the true believer is? Ala ukhbirukum bil mu'min, and then he replied, Man aminahu nasu ala amwalihim wa anfusihim, the true believer is the person from whom people feel safe regarding their mal, their money, property, and their selves, their, their, their physical sense, in the physical sense. A true believer is the person from whom people, all humanity, feel safe regarding their mal, their money, their property, and regarding their life. He will not kill me. He will not hurt me. He will not take snatch away my money. He will not take away my property. I am safe from him, from concerning my life and concerning my property. So the true believer is the person who gives safety, who gives safety to all humanity. And he said, Wal Muslimu Man and the true Muslim follower of Islam, the person who is practicing Islam, the person who is obedient to the law of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the true Muslim, the true Muslim is a person from whose speech, whose tongue and whose hand people are safe from. From whose tongue and hands people are safe. He does not use his language, who does not use his speech against people, he does not hurt people with cruel words, rudity, he does not rudeness, he does not hurt people with his rude words, he does not backbite, he does not blame people for something which they have not done. He does not hurt people with his language, with his words, his speech. And he does not hurt people with his hands. So, the Prophet ﷺ, the very basic words of Islam, Mu'min and Muslim. Mu'min comes from the word Amin, Amin. 
or amen. A person who grants amen to people, who believes. The result of belief in Islam should make a person giving safety and peace to others. And the person who, should, who is following Islam, he is Muslim, Aslama, obedient. His obedience to the commandments of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the Prophet should make him give safety and mercy to others. So this hadith is narrated by Imam Ahmad and this is a hadith which is quoted as, classified as Sahih. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa says, اتَّقُوا دَعْوَةَ الْمَذْلُوبِ وَإِنْ كَانَ كَافِرًا وَإِنْ كَانَ كَافِرًا فَإِنَّهُ لَيْسَ دُونَهَا حِجَابٍ Beware, save yourselves from the dua of a non-believer against you. اِتَّقُوا دَعْوَةَ الْمَذْلُوبِ Beware of the dua of the oppressed one against whom oppression or injustice is committed. Beware of someone who is calling Allah against you. Even if be a non-Muslim, in kana kafira. Even if that person is a non-believer, disbeliever. فَإِنَّهُ لَيْسَ دُونَهَا حِجَابٍ He says, for there is no barrier between his dua and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Islam teaches that even if a Muslim commits injustice against a non-Muslim, and if that non-Muslim calls calls Allah against this Muslim, Allah will punish this Muslim. Allah will accept his dua. Allah will accept his dua. Even if he is a non-Muslim. So Islam teaches Muslims to be just to non-Muslims also, not only Muslims. A Muslim should, should be just to non-Muslims. If he commits injustice, he will be punished from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَلَا يَجْرِمَنَّكُمْ شَنَآنُ قَوْمٍ عَلَىٰ أَلَّا تَعْدِلُوا اِعْدِلُوا هُوَ أَقْرَبُ لِلتَّقْوَىٰ وَاتَّقُوا اللَّهِ إِنَّ اللَّهَ خَبِيرٌ بِمَا تَعْمَلُونَ وَلَا يَجْرِمَنَّكُمْ شَنَآنُ قَوْمٍ عَلَىٰ أَلَّا تَعْدِلُوا And do not let the hatred of a people, of a nation, of a group of people prevent you from doing justice to them. You, sh- you must do justice to them. اِعْدِلُوا وَأَقْرَبُ لِلتَّقْوَىٰ Because it is be just. Be just. وَأَقْرَبُ لِلتَّقْوَىٰ It is nearer. To piety. It is nearer to taqwa. Wattaqullah and fear Allah. Inna Allah khabirun bima ta'amalun. Allah is well acquainted with whatever you do. So in this ayah, Allah is teaching Muslims, the believers, to be just to the unjust. He is teaching Muslims to be just to the non-believers. If you hate them, if you do not like them, this dislike should not lead you to do unjust, injustice against them. Commit injustice against those who you hate. Islam does not teach, teach Muslims to be unjust, unjust to those who we hate. Even if you hate a person, you should be just to him. Again, what was the practice of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa Anas ibn 
مالك رضي الله عنه سيس أن امرأة يهودية أتت رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم بشات مسمومة أجوش ومن came to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and she brought poison food to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam poison meat to him and minha, he ate from that he was gifted so he ate from that and Imam Ahmad says وَقَالَ إِنَّهَا دِعَلَتْ فِيهِ سُنَّةً he says when he ate from that he, it was revealed to him that this food this mutton, this meat was poisoned. So he informed the Sahaba, the companions, that this food was poisoned. What I just ate was poisoned. فَجِئَ بِهَا إِلَىٰ رَسُولِ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ The companions went and brought that woman to the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم. فَسَأَلَهَا عَنْ ذَلِكَ He asked her, why did you do this? Why did you poison me? فَقَالَتْ أَرَدْتُ لِأَقْتُلَكَ she said, my intention was that I wanted to kill you. I wanted to kill you through, through this act. I wanted to poison you and I wanted you to die. He said, Allah would never have made, given power, given you power about over me. It is not possible for you to kill me when Allah is, Allah is there to save me. فَقَالَ قَالُوا People said أَلَا نَقْتُلُهَا أَلَا نَقْتُلُهَا Should we not kill this woman? She attempted the crime of killing, trying to kill the head of the Muslim nation. This is an attempt of assassination. If somebody tries to assassinate the president of a country, what will happen? Will people leave him or her? No. This woman gave poison to Prophet ﷺ and she admitted, she confessed, yes, I did it and my intention was to kill you. So it is a crime and she has confessed the crime. A very clear confession is done. People ask, should we not kill this woman? She did, she did a very heinous crime. Should we not kill her? Prophet said, La, no, you should not kill her. And Anas radiallahu anh says, فَمَا زِلْتُ أَعْرِفُهَا فِي لَهَوَاتِ رَسُولِ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهُ I always saw the effect of this poison in the throat of Rasulullah صلى الله عليه he, he was hurt and he always suffered from the poison and I knew this. But Prophet ﷺ did not take revenge from this woman and he did not order the Sahaba to kill this woman. So if the Prophet ﷺ were a person who was rude, who was a terrorist, who was a person in a, you know, successful way of killing people, he had everything. No one would have prevented him from killing that woman. But he left that woman and he did not kill her for his, for that sin of poisoning the Prophet So this hadith is narrated by Imam uh, Al-Bukhari and Muslim. Islam teaches a Muslim to return goodness 
goodness against evil in return of injustice and injustice and hatred islam teaches muslims to be to behave properly and doing good in in return of people in return of badness allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says wala tastawil hasanatu wala sayyi'ah idfa billati hi ahsan fa idha alladhi baynaka wa baynahu adawatun ka'annahu waliyyul hamid and not equal are good deed and the bad ones good deed and bad deeds can never be equal repel evil by that which is good repel an evil deed bad deed which is done against repel evil with the good deeds fa idha alladhi baynaka wa baynahu adawatun ka'annahu waliyyul hamid when you do this you will see that that person who was your enemy has turned into your friend the person who was behaving badly to you the person who was doing evil and mischief to you he has become your friend wa ma yulaqaha illa alladhina sabaru but this is given to those who are patient ones who are the patient ones and who has self who have self self restraint who can control their anger who can control their control their thoughts wa ma yulaqaha illa dhu hazin azim and this quality of repelling evil with goodness is only possible for people who have sabr self restraint and this quality is given given to those who have been granted a good portion of goodness so in this ayah allah subhanahu wa ta'ala teaches us he has commanded us that we should be doing good in return of bad in return of evil so muslim should not be like evil for evil no muslim should be doing behaving well when they see that people are not behaving good to them not behaving well to them rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam teaches muslims to be controlling their anger he says laysa ash-shadid bisur'ah inma ash-shadid alladhi yamliku nafsahu 'inda al-ghadab the strong one is not the one who overcomes in wrestling who overcomes other when he fights with them but the true strong is he who can control himself in state of anger so if islam teaches people to be terrorists how come the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam teaches muslims to be controlling their anger anger is not to be poured upon others anger is to be controlled islam is a peaceful religion teaching muslims to control their negative emotions their anger their hatred every person has evil in himself but that evil should be controlled if we do not control our evil qualities our anger our hatred this can create mischief in the land and oppression and injustice can result in due to this anger and hatred so islam teaches muslims to be patient 
and Islam teaches Muslims to control their hatred and their anger. And the best person, the strong one, is the one who does not oppress others, who does not win against others. The strong one is the one who can win against his own self, who can win against his own anger, who can control himself, not controlling others. This hadith is narrated by Imam al-Bukhari al-Muslim. Is war desirable in Islam? Does Islam promote war? One of the ahadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa makes this point very clear that war is not desirable in Islam. It is not something that we strive for, something that we should love, that war should happen. No. Islam does not promote war. It is a necessity in certain circumstances and every country knows this. That is why we see that every country has its own military. So Islam does not promote war. One of the companions of Prophet ﷺ, Abdullah ibn Abi Alfa, he says, Inna Rasulullah fi ba'di ayyamihi allati laqiya fiha in In one of the battles, in one of the fights, wars, Prophet ﷺ was with us and he was on the battlefield. In He waited till the noon passed away. It was afternoon. Then he stood among people in front of the companions, in front of the soldiers. He stood again in front of them. And he said, uh, he, he gave a khutbah, he gave a speech. Ayyuhannas, la tatamannu liqa'a al-adu. O people, do not desire meeting and facing your enemy in the battle. Wa sallallahu al-afiyah. Rather you ask, afiyah and do not wish for war and pray to Allah to grant you security. Al-afiyah, afiyah is something like you are saved, you are not sent in that situation of war and distress and evil and torture and all these situations. You ask Allah peace and security and safety. But if you have to face your enemy, then be steadfast. Then you should remain on the battlefield and you should not run away. You should know that Jannah is below in the shade of the swords. Now some people quote this hadith out of context and show that see. Islam says that Jannah, paradise, is in the shade of swords. But what is there in the hadith? La tatamannu Do not desire, do not wish for the war. Do not wish that Allah make it, make the war happen. Do not wish for it. Do not desire war. So Islam teaches Muslims 
that they should not be hunting for wars. They should not be creating times of wars and distress. You should ask Allah for afiyah. Oh Allah, let this war, war, war pass away. Oh Allah, we do not want this war. This is asking Allah for afiyah. Oh Allah, save us from this war. So, but if anyway you have to face the enemy in the war, then he says, Jannah is in the shade of the swords. So in this hadith, Prophet is teaching Muslims, the soldiers, the Sahaba on the battlefield that do not wish for war. Do not wish for war. If Islam war, the religion that promotes war, fighting against your enemies, Rasul would never have, he had never said, he had never told Muslims, Sahaba, the soldiers to ask Allah for security and safety and peace and he would never have told Sahaba that do not wish for war. Because Islam does not promote war. This hadith is narrated by Imam al-Bukhari and Muslim. Islam teaches Muslims to be always ready for peace and always be ready to incline to peace. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, like we call it truce, no war, situation of peace. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَإِن جَنَحُوا لِسَلْمِ فَجَنَحْ لَهَا وَتَوَكَّلْ عَلَى اللَّهِ If you find that your enemies are inclining towards peace, then you be ready for, you also incline towards peace. وَتَوَكَّلْ عَلَى اللَّهِ And have your trust, have your trust in Allah. So if you see that the people you are fighting against, the people who you are having war with, if you see that they are ready for peace, then you should not say, no, we are not ready for peace. وَإِن جَنَحُوا لِسَلْمِ فَجْنَحْ لَهَا If you find your enemies, they are inclined towards peace, that you should be ready for peace. وَتَوَكَّلْ عَلَى اللَّهِ And have trust in Allah. Do not think that if we have peace with them, they will again regroup and they will again hold all the, all the ammunitions and then again they will fight against you. No. If you see that they are ready for peace, then you should get ready for peace. So Islam teaches Muslims that they should always, even in the times of war, even in the times of war, they should always keep the door for peace open. They should always keep the door for peace open. This is Suratul Anfal, Ayah 61. The word jihad has become the word an alarming word. The moment you type jihad or you say jihad or somebody hears the word jihad, especially a non-Muslim, this word has become the word like fire or snake or something like that, earthquake. So jihad has got wrong connotations in this age. Jihad is taken to be something we don't want. It's a wrong word. Non-Muslims, when they hear the word jihad, 
they take it to be like kill non-Muslims, torture them, punish them, make them captives, make them slaves, fight against non-Muslims. No. We know that, that jihad includes war. But only war is not jihad. Jihad does not mean only war. Jihad means striving against something wrong and striving for something good. That is why the word tahajjud is taken from the word jihada. To make, to strive, to endeavor, to do struggle against something, to do struggle for something. The word like freedom fighter. There were people like from Mahatma Gandhi Visak, for example. He is called one of the freedom fighters of India. But he never fought. He never had called with someone. He did not kill anyone. He did not fight with people. But if somebody says, see he was a fighter. He used to fight. He will say he did not fight a single human being. Rather, he forgave and he showed mercy to people who fought against him, who hurt him. So sometimes a word can be taken out of context and only restrictive meaning are given to that word. This is injustice to language. The word jihad includes fighting. It includes war. But it is not only war. It includes many other things and the basic meaning of jihad is to do struggle. It can be personal struggle, it can be a struggle for family, it can be a struggle for Islam, it can be a struggle in war, it can be any struggle. So Rasulullah says, Afdalul jihadi an rajulu nafsahu wa hawa. Ibn Najjar has narrated this hadith and Shaykh al-Albani has classified this hadith as Sahih. Afdalul Jihad, the most excellent jihad, the most, the biggest jihad, the most virtuous and excellent jihad is which jihad? And you have, that a person does jihad against his own self and his own evil desires. This is not a Zaif hadith, this is Sahih. The most excellent, most virtuous jihad is the jihad of a person against his own nafs, against his own evil self and his hawa, his evil desires. So this is the jihad. That is why, that is why a person who dies in a war fought for in the name of Islam will go to hell, will go to Jahannam. If he does that, he does fight for his own glory. If a person fights in jihad, in a war, in a qital, for his own glory, so that people should notice me, he has not done tazkiyah of his nafs, he has not fought against his own wrong and evil niyyah, he will go to jahannam. Why? Because he did not do that jihad for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He gave his life. He gave his life. He died. He was slaughtered in the jihad. But he will go to jahannam. Why? Because he did not fight against his own evil self. 
his niya was bad his niya was wrong so we must fight against our own evil desires and evil temptations if we do not do that jihad and other jihad if a person falls in that goes in that jihad he will go to jahannam if he does it with the wrong intention so the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam says afdalu jihadi an yujahida rajul nafsahu wa hawah and in another narration rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam says al mujahidu man jahada nafsahu billah the true mujahid is a person who does jihad with his nafs his evil self in the cause of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so in islam jihad is not fighting against your enemy it includes that but jihad is also fighting against yourself it is not kill yourself it is not fight with with your own self but it is fight with the evil desires so jihad is not like killing people fighting with other countries other nations other communities jihad is not this is not the only meaning of jihad if that time comes that muslims have to fight a nation is there and if they fight against people who oppress them who fight against them or who try to kill other people in other country so islam and muslims will try to defend these people that is also a jihad war is also a jihad but only only war is not jihad this should be understood killing of human beings is very big crime in islam allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says min ajri dhalika katabna ala bani israila annahu man qatala nafsan bighayri nafsin aw fasadin fil ard fa ka'annama qatala an-nas jami'a wa man ahyaha fa ka'annama ahya an-nas jami'a in surah al-maidah allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says because of that we decreed upon the children of bani we decreed upon bani israil the children of israel that whoever kills a soul unless for a soul like whoever kills a person which was which the killing was not as a recompense not as a punishment for killing human beings for that crime or for corruption done in the land it is as if he has slain he has killed all mankind entirely and whoever saves one it is as if he said he has saved mankind altogether or entirely this what this aya means if a person kills a person but that killing is not as a punishment for killing other human beings by the state this punishment should be from the state not everyone goes and killing others that he killed someone so i am killing no that crime is punishable in the in the government the government will punish that person for killing other human beings if that is not the crime nor it is for corruption in the land but just a person kills another person regardless of like, like not not for killing others not for corrupting the land allah says fa ka'annama qatala an-nas jami'a it is as if he has killed all mankind but on the contrary if a person saves a human being woman ahya 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 fa ka'annama ahya an-nas jami'a 
and if a person saves a one single human being from dying from someone else's torture if he saves one human being فَكَأَنَّمَا أَحْيَ النَّاسَ جَمِيعًا it is as if he has saved all mankind all human beings so Islam does not teach killing people rather Islam teaches saving people from dying and the importance of life in Islam is that if one person saves one human being it is as if he has saved entire humankind what about unlawful bloodshed on land in the land Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says أَوَّلُ مَا يُقْضَى بَيْنَ النَّاسِ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ فِي الدِّمَاءِ أَوَّلُ مَا يُقْضَى بَيْنَ النَّاسِ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ فِي الدِّمَاءِ This hadith is narrated by Imam al-Bukhari al-Muslim Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says The first issue to be judged among people on the day of judgment are those of unlawful bloodshed The first the first matter which will be resolved on the day of judgment will be the matter of unlawful killings if a person has killed someone else unlawfully Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will punish that person and this will be the first cases which will be handled on the day of judgment so killing a person is, is the, one of the biggest crimes in Islam so a Muslim is not supposed to kill others. Islam does not promote innocent killings in the name of Islam. And what ISIS and Al-Qaeda and other such organizations are doing today, Islam does not support this. Islam does not validate this. This is, not, this is done in the name of Islam, no doubt. But anyone can do anything in the name of Islam. He's free. But that is not Islam. Why? Because the teachings of Islam are not supporting his actions. The teachings of the Quran, the teachings of the Prophet ﷺ are not supporting. Rather, they are nullifying his deeds. So this is Islam and Islam is the religion of peace. Islam is the religion of mercy. Islam teaches Muslims to be merciful and peaceful in the land merciful to Muslims to all human beings to Muslims and non-Muslims and even to, to animals so those who say that Islam is a religion which promotes terrorism and it, it, this religion makes Muslims terrorists, this is wrong that Islam has nothing to do with this, those who are doing this in the name of Islam are the black sheep of the Muslim society and they are they are a minority in the, in the Muslim society. The whole majority of the Muslim society throughout the world, the international majority, they support what the Quran says. They support what the hadith of Rasulullah says. They practice this. Their opinion and the practice say that we are peaceful Muslims and we do not support we do not support the killings of human beings in the name of Islam. Islam is a religion of peace. And these are the last words which I should be saying because my time has uh, finished. Some, one of the brothers said that uh, you should give the speech in English. Okay, fine. But uh, we do not understand English. 
so you give the speech in Urdu. So that is not possible because there is no time for that. But in the end, I will say some words in Urdu. Ke Islam ek aisa din hai jo insaniyat ko aman sikhata hai aur Islam mein zulm aur jabr aur zyadati ke liye koi jagah nahi. Muslimanon ko dusron ke saath Islam rahmat ki taaleem deta hai aur sari dunya mein alami sateh par aman ki daawat Islam deta hai. जो लोग इस्लाम के नाम पर सारी दुनिया में फसाद बर्पा किए हुए हैं इस्लाम का उनसे कोई ताल्लुक नहीं उनका इस्लाम से कोई ताल्लुक नहीं चाहे उनका अमल इस्लाम के नाम पर क्यों ना हो लेकिन ये इस्लाम की दावत नहीं है और ये समाज के अंदर बिल्कुल ही आटे में नमक की तरह है बुरे तौर पर तो ये इतने कम लोग हैं जो इस तरह के काम दुनिया में कर रहे हैं जैसे आई एस एस है या इसी तरह से अलकायदा और इस तरह की दूसरी तंजीमें हैं जो दहशतगर्दी की तालीम देती हैं या उसको जमीन पर बर्पा करती हैं इस्लाम का इससे कोई ताल्लुक नहीं इस्लाम इससे बड़ी है और मुसलमानों की मेजोरिटी इसके खिलाफ है मुसलमानों की मेजोरिटी ऑल अमल की सतह पर इसके खिलाफ है so may allah make it easy for us to understand and practice is this this teaching of islam in our daily lives and may allah make it easy to propagate to all humankind mankind that islam is the religion of peace and not hatred and not mischief and not killings of innocence